We're talking the big fight now over the weekend where Dillian White proved to be too much for Joseph Parker. And we look now at the wreckage of that fight, where to go now and what actually happened uh, during those rounds at the O2. And we're joined by boxing aficionado Sir Robert Jones. Bob, welcome to the programme. I suppose first up, what did you make of the fight as a whole and what Joseph Parker brought to the party? Uh, well, I think there were a lot of pluses out of it, actually. The one deciding thing was Joseph holding his hands down, and the bugger keeps doing it. You know, I've, I've told him about this sort of thing. It was so silly. I mean, even a 10-year-old going into taught boxing, the first thing he's taught is, you know, how he holds his hands up. And he had them below his waist frequently. In other words, he was a free hit. If he hadn't have done that, I think he would have won easily. He, he was such a sitting target. Uh, as it was, it should have been a draw. The, the referee made a mistake in the second round. I think there's a general agreement on that. That um, he was he wasn't headbutted, Darcy. You know, as, as they commonly say, that's a deliberate uh, headbutt. Uh, you know, head clashing of it was a, what we call a clashing of heads, an accidental clash. Nevertheless, it, it knocked Joseph over. It, it's true that he was throwing a punch, but it wasn't particularly hard at the time. Um, and just uh, and, and it wasn't particularly hard. I'm sorry, White and. Um, that wouldn't have knocked him over. So the the way they score the damn things today, which I think is silly, they automatically give the round. If you knock somebody over, it doesn't matter what else has happened in the round, they give it to you by two points. Uh, going back a long time to this, uh, oh gosh, about the early 70s, I, I was involved in a contentious thing over this when two very, very good middleweights, we had Lavasa and um, Kahu Mahanga, fought 15 rounds in Auckland for the New Zealand Middleweight Championship when it all meant something, championships. And it was a pretty big event, and uh, I was one of the judges. And there was a bit of a carry-on afterwards, because from memory, uh, Kahu, of course, was a phenomenal puncher. He knocked, over those 15 rounds, he knocked um, Lavassa over three times. And I gave Lavassa every round. And they said, well, you know, but what about him knocking him over? I said, yes, and it was the only punch he hit him that round. Lavassa hit him about 400 times. So, yes, I gave him the rounds. But nowadays, of course, they automatically give it to, to them. Now, if you look at what happened... That was a round Joseph would have won, which they automatically give you one point. You have to thrash the blow to get it by two points. It's a weird system, but there you go. So that cost him three points because, he, he if, you, if I'm making this clear, instead White was given the round because of the knockdown. It shouldn't have been called a knockdown. So it was a three-point differential. When you look at the judges' scorecards, that means that one of them would have made it a draw, one of them would have made it Joseph, the winner by one point, and the other would, the third would have made it White, the winner by one point. It would have been a draw, which would have been fair enough. I, I'm shocked at the abuse that's being heaped on Joseph, the insults and that now, you know, by the public, um, and and also yeah, by sports writers. Look, he, he, he certainly sent with the hands down. That was a very decisive factor. White was a hell of a challenge for him. White's you know, one of the best heavyweights in the world, perhaps one of the three best at the moment. And uh, it was a hell of a challenge, um, and I think he did very well. And what a finish. Well, it was a great finish, wasn't it, after the encouragement from his corner to come blazing in. I suppose you, you mentioned his hands down and his inability to listen. Uh, is, that a, is that a coach-fighter situation? No, is Kevin's it being blamed for everything. I think it's extraordinarily unpleasant. Kevin is absolutely devoted to an obsessive degree. So is Higgins, for that matter, to, to Joseph. He, you know, he lives and breathes his man. In his own words, I love this man. I believe him. And... Um, 
you know, he, he's very passionate about it. Um, is he the best coach in the world? Probably not. But all this abuse being heaped on him. But Joseph never listens. He just he talk, he says yes, 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 and then goes and does it again. But that, that was the worst I've ever seen him do it. With the hands down below his waist. It's just yeah, the most basic thing in boxing. It was weird, just weird. Uh, Joseph could have won that bout easily. Where does he go from here? I think now uh, that fight convinces me he has got the potential. People say, well, I've been telling him that for years. Joseph not got a big punch. Nor did Muhammad Ali have a big punch. You know, it, it's a, it's, it, it, that's not as critical as people think. Uh, he still punches hard enough. And uh, you know, look what he did to White. He knocked him over with one punch. Um, and White was out on his feet. So Joseph punches hard enough, uh, but he's not got, you know, a tour-type punch. Uh, but no, I think Joseph can take a lot of uh, plaudits from the thing. He needs to be... I, I just don't get this business with the hands down. It was the worst he's ever been on that. You know, it, it, if you look at the tapes of his old bouts, and he's had a pretty poor performance. I think he's been poorly managed, frankly. They should never have taken the, the Huey Fury fight. That was always going to, Huey will make anyone look bad because of the style of fighting he does. Then the Joshua thing, I think money lured them. I try to preach to him. I said to him about 18 months ago, I said, Joseph, patience is the secret in life to get somewhere. You must be patient. Don't rush it. I said, remember, you've only had five fights. He said, what do you mean, I've only had five? I said, Joseph, I'm nearly 80, but I'd have beaten some of your opponents. <laughs> he said, oh, that's very unreasonable. <laughs> I said, no, it's slight exaggeration. But I find the most fascinating thing about this bout is the aftermath. And the public abuse, the sports writers that were all, you know, he was a living god and now he's rubbish and should retire and all this sort of thing. I mean, I expect the most, the biggest surprise was Chris Rautu. I mean, he is the, uh, the Minto of, of, John Minto of sports writing. He's so depressing. He can only ever see the negatives in anything. But he actually was quite moderate after the bout. Uh, once again, he turned on Kevin Barry, really, and I, I, they, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, they can't blame Kevin when Joseph doesn't do what he's told to do. How does this go for marketability in the future? Sir Robert Jones joining us on the program. He's still up there in, in that in an upper echelon. Is he still marketable? Does he oh, still absolutely. have a career? Um, but I wish they hadn't rushed the whole thing. They should have built him up. And he would have, I said to him, you'll make even more money. There'll be such an expectation. But that's, by the by, we can, no point going over history. But... Um, no, no, Joseph can come back from this. He's, you know, he's hardly been flattened. He's got some huge credentials. He's the fast. He's got the fastest hands of any heavyweight in the world. He's got an iron chin. You know, uh, Joseph can can definitely come back. Um, he. The interesting thing, is his arms aren't that long. Uh, look, they were the same height, and White had quite a considerable reach advantage on him. And he used it only, he didn't use it too often, but he used it and was able to jab Joseph. Well, I could have jabbed Joseph when he stands there with his hands down. <laughs> he relies far too much on head movement and body movement to avoid punches. That's not enough. You've got to do the, you know, bring the whole thing into it. And it, it, once he tired a little bit, he was such an easy target. When he, I mean, Darcy, the, the hands at times were hanging right down to his knees. I've never seen anything like it in any boxer. Ali used to do it in the 60s, of course. But that's because he was dancing around the outskirts of the ring. You couldn't hurt him anyway. Um, but uh, it's just such a shame. It's so basic. But look, no, I'm pretty encouraged with Joseph. I must drop him a note to actually tomorrow and just say to take a lot of heart from that. And it wasn't as if he was, you know, 
it wasn't as if he was sort of severely beaten as they're writing it up. He wasn't. It was probably a draw would have been, he would have been entitled to. It will be interesting to look at a punch count. We never see those coming out of Britain. We see them coming out of America after a major bout. I would think that Joseph, it won't surprise me if Joseph hit him more often than he hit Joseph. But they're making it out in the media as if he was thrashed and destroyed. He wasn't. How much did the head clash uh, upset his uh, progress during that fight? Do you think he was lacklustre in a couple of rounds? Because it was a, a sizable knock that he took. I don't read this, the, the suggestion, but I don't. I don't think it had a hell of an effect on him. After all, he won the next round too. Uh, uh, you know, he, he, in my view, and I'm, I mean, he, Joseph was winning all the rounds, but that round, he wasn't scored that round. He lost it by two points because of the bogus knockdown. Now, I don't suggest that the referee just got the... The rear the referee was standing, he saw um, White throw a left hook to the body, but that wasn't going to hurt him. But the head clash, he missed that, and that's what really stunned him and went him over. Look, I'm sure it had an effect, but he's a tough fellow. But no, no, that's, that made no difference. It, on the, the judges' scorecards, had it, the referee called that right, it would, as I say, it would have been a draw. Uh, with one judge having them on equal points, one having White winning by a point and one having Joseph winning by a point. This bloke's not a mug. They took on one of the the best they could take on. They could have taken on Wilder. He wouldn't have been in it. Oh, he said he would, actually. Um, Wilder would have been very awkward for Joseph. It's a style thing. This bloke actually suited Joseph, but he is a top heavyweight. Make no mistake about it. He's a top heavyweight. He's a hard, hard man to beat. And uh, Joseph took on the best. Took on the best and he lost, but there's still fighting there, and you reckon that he's still got a chance to get up there and be the, oh, the top of the world? Oh, there's plenty of precedent for this, goodness me. If you, I mean, you know, I walked away from boxing pretty much, Darcy, because the corruption of the of championships, you know, it's just destroyed it. I, I mentioned earlier, for example, about the Mahanga, but that was a big event. It was a New Zealand middleweight title fight. You know, nobody gives a damn about that anymore. Uh, at any given stage, we have about 140 people claiming to be world champions. They create new divisions. Now, you get people who have had four fights and they're getting in the ring, and there's always a belt at stake. It's just degraded the whole thing. You know, I mean, you're, you're a sports journalist, but do you really care that much what's happening right now in the world of tennis? But my word, you put your, you know, if the Dubai Open or something, but you put your, your ears up and pay attention when it's Wimbledon or the, what's the next, the US Open. We care about that. In other words, championships. That's what it's all about. This is like everybody starting their own Olympic Games. Yeah, and there's one going on all the time. And everyone's claiming to be the world, the Olympic champion, all the different people. And, and to treat, for the press, to treat these outfits seriously, they're just gangsters. They're money-making gangsters, these so-called governing bodies. They're, self, uh, they're, made, they're created just to make money and get sanctioning fees. And why, uh, why do they survive? They survive because the boxers love it. It becomes easy to be a world champion. Listen to this. In January last year, I was in Sydney, and I came home. I got home there, and I came home, and I wasn't in the mood to read it. It was a little earlier. I flicked the TV on to see what was on, and I saw... Novice heavyweight tournament about to start. Novice heavyweight tournament about to start in a Melbourne suburban hall. On the undercard was a WBA on the undercard. World Boxing Association featherweight title fight. It was on the undercard of a novice <laughs> suburban heavyweight thing. That's what's happened to, to, to uh, championship boxing. Joseph was not the heavyweight champion of the world. That was just nonsense. Higgins went over, gave them 50 grand to... to uh, to nominate him for the so-called vacant title. They brought a fat Mexican out who'd never fought anyone and nearly beat Joseph. 
and only just resumed fighting again recently against mugs, I might add. Uh, and the whole thing was, it was so bogus, and it just turns me off. You know, it, it takes all the joy out of it, um, etc. It's just so silly now. That said, you saw our boxing matches. Forget all the bogus titles. But yes, Joseph can get there. He's got the skills to do that. Uh, all this, this supposition that the head, the, the, the head crash made him cost him, and that he won the next few rounds. Uh, had he had he kept his hands up, I think he would have won that fight pretty comfortably. And on that note, we'll let you get better on with your day, Sir Robert Jones. Bob, thanks very much for your time. As always, great to chat. Nice talking to you, Darcy.